We'd like to invite you to be a part of our Bible study at this time. Inside your program, you'll find an outline of our study you want to follow along. And if you've got your Bible with you today, we're going to be talking from Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Now, Matthew, as he has been going along telling us the story of Jesus, does something a little different when we come to chapter 13. Because in chapter 13, he introduces us to parables. Now, in chapter 13, there are seven different parables that Jesus told that Matthew recorded for us. Somebody must say, well, what exactly is a parable? And let me give you this definition. It is an example or story taken from everyday life that helps us to explain a spiritual truth in an unforgettable way. So the parables that Jesus told, they were just really what we would call stories or illustrations. And they were given so that people would understand about spiritual matters that Jesus wants us to know about. Our Lord was a master storyteller. And I think the reason was He thought that was the best way for us to learn. After He has told these seven parables, down at the end of chapter 13 at verse 51, He asked His disciples this question, Have you understood all these things? And they said, Yes, we have understood them. So Jesus felt good about that because He knew He had communicated and gotten uh, over to His disciples what it was He wanted them to know. Now, the parable I want us to look at today is one of Jesus' most famous. It also, I think, is one of the most important because it deals with how we are to be people who are saved. And so as Jesus tells a story, look with me, if you will, Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such a large crowd gathered around Him that He got into a boat and sat and sat in it while the people stood in the shore. Then He told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. And while he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shadow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still others fell on good soil, where, a, where it's produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, and thirty times what was sown. Jesus tells this story that we know of as the parable of the sower, and it was a very famous parable. He began by saying that uh, the Lord left the house and went down to the lake. Now, evidently, Jesus loved the water. Now, there's not any record of Jesus ever fishing, because fishing in that day was a commercial venture. And nobody went out just to fish for fun, but rather they went out to fish for that which they would either eat or which they would sell. Now, when they went out, evidently, Jesus liked fishermen. Many of the apostles were fishermen. They were ones, evidently, that Jesus liked a great deal. And the Bible says that the mob followed him as seemingly they always did because they wanted to know what Jesus was going to say or what he was going to do. 
And then the Bible says in verse 2 that Jesus got in the boat and He sat down. And all of the people on the shore stood. Now, you know, scripturally, it seems to me that we've got things backward. You see, Jesus sat down and the people stood. And here we are, I'm standing and all you all are sitting down. Please don't go to sleep on me. But here we are finding that uh, the custom in Jesus' day was just opposite of what it is that we have today. Well, these men saw something that they had seen many times. There were not any tractors or farm equipment like we have today for the planting of seed, but it was always done by hand. And they had witnessed oftentimes men out taking a, a sack of seed and scattering the seed as they planted it. And then Bible says that Jesus said, Now some of that seed fell on the path. Now, in Bible times, there were no fences. And so what separated one farmer's land from the other farmer's land was a path. And as they would walk down that path again and again, then it became very hard. And so some of that seed that he threw fell over on that hard ground known as the path. And very quickly, the birds seeing that, they came in and they ate that seed that had been planted there. Let me, let me give you a little uh, hint here. Have you ever gone to a wedding and seen people throw rice? Now, once in a while, there will be somebody that doesn't know, and they'll throw it inside the church rather than wait until people get outside. But if you want to throw rice, let me tell you, don't do it. Instead, get some bird seed, and then as you throw bird seed toward the newlywed couple, when they leave, the birds will see it, and they'll come, and they will be able to devour it. So here Jesus says some of the... Uh, Ground, some of the seed fell over on the hard ground that was the path that was used by people to walk up and separate their land. And then he said, secondly, some fell upon rocky ground. Now, evidently in Palestine, there were places where there were large shells of rock. And then the wind would blow and they would be covered over and there would be maybe an inch or two of soil on top of that rocky shelf. And Jesus says that's the way some of the uh, people are going to find that the seed that's been planted, it was on the rocky soil. It grew up quickly, but it didn't do any good because it had no root. And then he said, thirdly, some fell among the thorns. And that is, as the uh, thorns grew, it just sapped out all of the moisture and the nutrients that were needed by the plant that had been sown. And so it all died because it could not survive. And then he said, some fell over on good soil. Ah, what a great thing that was for the farmer to note that his uh, land is going to be producing and he's going to have a crop to sell or he's going to have something to eat because the land has fell on the good soil. Well, after Jesus has told that parable, Jesus now is going to explain it. And that's found over in verses 18 through 23. So if you want to follow with me, here's Jesus' explanation of what that parable meant. Listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, 
The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown on the path. Jesus said there are some people who hear the message. And Jesus calls this seed the message about the kingdom. Now it's interesting that if you read that same story over in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 11, Luke says that this was the Word of God. Over in the uh, parallel in Mark, chapter 4, verse 14, he simply calls it the Word. So what you and I are dealing with are the Scriptures, are the Word of God. And the soils are the hearts of people. There was a young lady that uh, sent me a little paragraph this last week that I thought was very interesting about the soil and about the Word. And I'd like for you to listen very carefully if you would. If we don't have God's Word in our mind every day, we will forget it. We're like that. Every day, apart from the Word, waters it down in our memory. The enemy of our soul comes to steal it away or try to convince us to doubt it. We are too easily drawn away by outside influences. And when things start going well in our lives, we forget what God has spoken to us through Scripture. We are especially vulnerable as we are about to enter into our own promised land of success. Too often when we don't have to depend upon God for everything, we think we don't have to depend upon God for anything. Let me remind you and tell you how important it is for us to have the Scripture in our heart and to know every day what it is that the Word of God says. Well, number one, Jesus said, I want to tell you what the parable means. The soils, He says, are the hearts of people. The soil represents the people who hear the message about God. So first He says, there are those who are like the seed that landed up on the path. Jesus said it was sown in their heart. Now, let me tell you, the problem is not the seed. The problem is the soil. And as you and I hear the Word of God, I want you to realize that the important thing is that we be the kind of soil that accepts the Word of God into our heart. Over in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, Paul wrote these words, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So Paul says that virtually the same thing that Jesus says, and that is, that the devil, or our enemy, blinds us, or keeps us, from ever having the soil produce what God wants it to produce. Now did you note there that the Bible says that that which was sown was sown in their heart. That is, they had it within them, and they understood exactly what it was that God wanted them to do, and how He wanted them to live, and how they were to be saved. Well, number two, he said, there was also then the rocky soil. Now, the problem with the rocky soil was that it did not have any roots. Now, he said, those are like people who hear the gospel, and they are happy to hear the gospel, and they are excited to hear the gospel. But you know what happens? 
They never do grow. You know what happens to a baby if it doesn't grow? If a baby doesn't grow, it's going to die. And so it is that a person, they may hear the Word of God, but if they do not accept it and it does not take root and grow up in their heart and produce the fruit God wants, they're going to die. Over in the book of First Peter chapter 4, verse 4, Peter says, I want you to be aware that people are going to come and they are going to heap abuse upon you. That is, there are going to be people who will say things like, what are you, some kind of a Jesus freak? Or whatever else it may say, so that you will turn away from and not give in to what the Word of God wants you to do. And then number three, Jesus says, there were some that fell among the thorns. And He said, this is like those who give in to and are choked out by the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth. Now, what He is talking about here is there are people who have allowed the things of the world to become more important to them than the things of God. And although they hear and understand, the church and the Lord go down the list of their priorities. You may remember the words of Paul, 2 Timothy 4.10, when he said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. And that is when one gets so involved in the world that they get the Word of God choked out, they're doing exactly what it is that Satan wants. And rather than being faithful to God and serving God and trusting God, they allow the things of the world to choke out the Word in their heart. And I want to tell you something. That is a heartbreaking thing. For there to be somebody who knows the Word of God and has followed the Word of God at some time in their life, and then they just get so involved with the things of the world that the Word of God is choked out and they no longer are faithful to God. Over in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 1, the writer of Hebrews said, What I'm concerned is that you are going to drift away from God. There are not very many people who just one day are faithful to God and the next day they just completely turn away from God. But very softly and very easily, they kind of drift away from God because Satan is able to pull them there. And what a heartbreaking thing that is. Well, number four, Jesus said also, though, there is the good soil. And the good soil hears and understands, and they give their heart to Jesus. I want to tell you, I'm looking at some good soil this morning. I'm looking at some good soil that's heard the Word of God and believed the Word of God and are seeking to obey the Word of God. Well done, those of you who are good soil because you have done exactly what God wants you to do. And you have been faithful for many years and it is your intention and your goal to continue to serve God all the days of your life because you're good soil and you've allowed the seed of the Word of God to go into your heart and plant it and grow and produce the good fruit that God wants to be produced. Do you know the story of Diane Fossey? Uh, there was a book written about her called Gorilla in the Mist. And there was a movie starring Sigourney Weaver that... Uh, also told the story 
of Diane Fossey. How would you like to have been in her shoes? How would you like to uh, be hugging up to a gorilla or having a gorilla hug up to you? Well, she was a, an unusual lady. She, she left her home in America and went to Rwanda, which is a province in Africa, and she camped out and lived for 18 years with the mountain gorillas. She went there so that uh, she could learn about them, and she finally found out that her job was going to be a protector of the gorillas because there were poachers who were trying to kill them, and as they would kill a gorilla, they would cut off its hands and its head, and they would then sell them. So she came here so that she might be able to live with the gorillas, learn from the gorillas, and then she was going to be a protector of the gorillas. She took upon herself the very nature of a gorilla. And she learned how to scratch like the gorilla scratch, and groom like the gorillas groom, and beat her on her chest like the gorillas beat on their chest. And she learned to make the sounds that the gorillas make. That is, they would hoot, and they would grunt, and they would belch. And she gave her time over so that she might be able to help them and save them because she loved the gorillas. But after 18 years, she died a tragic death. She was sleeping in her house, and somebody slipped into her house, and they had a big machete, and they hit her and split her head right down the middle, and they killed her. Today, that is still an unsolved mystery as to who it is that killed Diane Fossey. But she had come, and her goal was to save and to help the gorillas. Did you realize, in some ways, that's like Jesus? He left His home in heaven, and He came to this earth to save us. And Jesus did so by taking on the very nature of a human being. And if you had seen Him, you would not have seen one who was God-like, but you would have seen one who looked like a man. And Jesus loved us. And Jesus taught us. And Jesus came so that we could be saved. And He, he gave us the Word, the Gospel. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, at verse 15, Paul wrote these words, And He died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. And then in verse 20, he added, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus said to the disciples, Do you understand? Have you gotten the parable that I'm teaching you? Have you understood that it is the Word that's going to direct you into being what I want you to be. It's the Word that's going to help you to be able to live like I want you to live. It is the Word or the seed that I've planted in your hearts. And if you're good soil, then you're going to become what God wants us to become. 
And did you catch it when Paul said, And we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. That is, we are the ones to whom Christ is going to be depending to, to plant the good seed and to look for those who are good soil so that they will be able to, too, be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and know Him and love Him. Diane Fossey came so that she would save gorillas. Jesus Christ came to save you and me. And may we honor Him. And may we read His Word and believe it. And may we share it with others so they too can know about our wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Father, we admire Diane Fossey for her coming to a land that was hard and difficult and took upon herself, dear Father, the role to save and to teach and to love gorillas. But dear God, we're even more thankful for Jesus Christ, our Lord, who left heaven and came to this earth, took upon Himself the form of a man, and did so because He loved us and He wanted us to know the truth and to be saved. Dear God, we know that Satan is trying to pull the Word out of our hearts. But dear God, may we trust You and love You. And despite what everybody else does, that we're going to be true to You all the days of our life. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song of invitation this morning, and maybe there's a way we could encourage you. Maybe you want to say, you know, the Word has been in my heart, and I want to become a Christian. Maybe you'd like to confess your faith and be baptized today. Everything's in readiness if you'd like to. Maybe you'd like to come and just become a part of our family. Or maybe you'd like to have one of our elders pray for you. They'll be in the back, and I'll be at the front. If we could serve you in any way, if you'd like to come, why don't you do it right now as we just stand and sing our song together. God is so good, God is so good, God is so good, He's so good to me.